What do you want? Screaming queens. Listen, I am two seconds away from calling the police. Screaming Queens Horror Podcast. What do you want? Screaming Queens Horror Podcast to your death. Something is trying to get inside my body, and you want to sleep with me. Better give me those shoes, they're mine. Give them back to me. Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. Hey, shouldn't you be folding towels somewhere, sniffing jock straps? It is time to keep your appointment with the Wicker Man. Rubs the lotion on its skin or else gets the hose again. What have you done to its eyes? I see no manhood between your legs. You're going to need death now. <laughs> the living dead. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Get away from her, you bitch. It was an asylum. And it was hell. 20 years of pure hell. The devil wins sometimes. What's that? Welcome to Scream Queens. <laughs> We're all laughing because we've just been told a very disturbing, depressing story, which we will cut repeat on like, on air. But obviously, it's made us all laugh. So, yeah. <laughs> um, welcome to Scream Queens, uh, the horror podcast with the Queen Eye View. My name is Jonathan Larkin. My name's Martin Fennerty. I'm Stephen Moore. Uh, I'm Jonathan Butler. And we are back after a little break, so we haven't been on air for about three or four weeks. And um, we just know that you've all been dying to hear our dulcet tones. Our dulled tones um, ever since, and uh, so our last episode that went out was about was possum, wasn't it? Was it yeah. Which is a bit of a change of pace for us because it was quite sort of heavy and dark, and we all got a bit like down and depressed while we were chatting about it. But I thought that was quite an interesting thing to do, and I think it was a bit of a different a different listen for a lot of our listeners. So I think it changed it up a bit. Um, we'd like to thank Matthew Holness, the direct, writer and director of Possum, because he tweeted us he'd gone out of his way to actually listen to the episode and tweeted us to say that it was great to hear our take on on his film and he actually answered Martin's question didn't he he answered Martin's question oh he did which the question I forgot that I'd asked <laughs> and I've <laughs> gone again have I you asked him if he was related to Bob oh yeah of course and he said apparently apparently, apparently, apparently yeah so. Um, so tonight's episode we are coming bang up to date literally bang up to date um, with a film that did the rounds at the Cannes Film Festival, I think it was last year. Yeah. And a lot of fans of horror, a lot of fans of Jello, and a lot of fans of queer cinema all sort of came together, as it were, to <laughs> to, um, to sing this film's praises. So we thought, you know, we better we better watch it. But the thing, the strange thing is, I don't think it's had like a distributor in the UK yet. So it was a struggle for us to try and find it. And even when you did find it, we still struggled. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, so I managed to get my grubby mitts on a American Blu-ray copy, and um, yeah. So I watched it yesterday on my own. It took five mi- five goes to actually get the damn Blu-ray working, and then we watched it again tonight, and it took three goes to get the Blu-ray working. Is it region free or is it region locked? At, uh, well, is, is it an American region locked? I or? assumed I assumed it was region locked because I tried it on my region B player yeah. and it wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. But then I plugged in the region A player and it wouldn't work. <laughs> but then eventually it did work on the region A player, so I'm guessing it's region locked, but I don't know. Um, basically, I'm just we're just lucky that we got to actually watch the yeah. damn film without it breaking. Um, so anyway, the film stars Vanessa Paradis, and she is a 80s pop star, French pop star, 
sort of iconic in a way. Would yeah, you say? Uh, yeah, I would say so. Yeah, yeah. She did the amazing Jola taxi. <laughs> That's the only thing I remember from. To be fair, and then a few years later, I was going out with Lenny Kravitz and recorded an English language. Yeah. Album and had a hit with Be My Baby. Yeah, which is like 60s style sort mm. of jangly pop music, mm. wasn't it? Really good song. So the film stars Vanessa Parody and the film is called Knife Plus Heart. Is it knife and heart? I usually well, say knife and heart. I, I, I just assumed it was knife and heart, but they use a plus sign and then I read a review where they called it knife plus heart, so yeah. I don't know. Knife and heart. Well, and the French title actually literally translate, translates as knife in heart. Knife in heart. Mm. A knife in the heart. A knife in the heart. They should have just called it that. That would be better name. It's a Borgello mm. task yeah. claim as well, isn't it? And say, tell me name. J'ai le cœur sac de toi. Vous savez quand on s'oublie avec l'autre, les autres, qu'on sait plus où on est, une forme d'amour en quelque sorte. Carl venait de tourner dans un de mes films. Quel genre de film exactement Oh, arrêtez votre charme. Faites pas le coup des types qui sont pas renseignés. T'es un super beau mec, tu sais. Vous faites quoi Je suis productrice de films érotiques. La seule chose, c'est que parfois on manque de filles. Alors on fait ça entre mecs. Tu appelles moi demain matin Détective Rachid, j'écoute. Je crois que je vais changer le titre du film. Le tueur au mot. Vous en dites quoi Tu me trompes ou tout ça te fait ni chaud ni froid ah Alors comme ça, vous n'avez aucune piste Vous attendez que tous mes acteurs crèvent pour vous mettre au boulot Personne ne veut tourner avec nous, ils sont tous terrifiés. Il y a bien un indice. Près des deux premiers cadavres, on a retrouvé des plumes du même oiseau. plus attentive à tes rêves. Ils sont là pour t'aider. C'est cet amour qui est trop pour moi. Ça me rend dingue, tu comprends So, Knife and Heart is directed by Jan Gonzalez and it stars Vanessa Parody as Anne, a chic lesbian producer of gay porn in pre-8 1979 Paris. Heartbroken over a failed relationship with film editor Lois and prone to staggering through rainy, neon-drenched Paris in a stylish green raincoat and red knee-high boots, Anne has much bigger fish to fry when it becomes apparent that her entire entourage of skinny queer twinks is at the mercy of a fetishistic killer. But who is the man behind the mask and will it ever make any sense? Is my question. <laughs> I've dotted the first time, I'm scratching my head. 
But watching it the second time, it made strangely a bit more sense. But we'll get yeah. to that. It so. did make a bit of sense. I'm oh. going to absolutely wrong. That's some of that Vanessa Paradis reasons why she's iconic. Okay, go on. <laughs> 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 out with Johnny Depp. Yeah. But also, one of her most iconic things was she was the face of Chanel. Oh. And she was in an advert hmm. between Show the Taxi and between Be My Baby, where she was covered in black feathers. And she was like a human bird of paradise in a huge cage on a swing. And oh. It's an amazing, and it was absolutely amazing advert. Wow. And should, hope, hopefully, it's on YouTube. Yeah. Everybody should go and look at it. Go and seek it out as a matter of priority. Stop listening and go and watch that first. Yes. Go watch that. Turn us off and go and watch it. <laughs> um, so, Knife and Heart, interesting film. Um, so, we've literally just watched it together. So, I thought we'd go around the room and read everybody's um, responses to the film just straight up. So, Martin, what, sum it up. Um, it is, it's a crazy film. Um and funny and sleazy and gl- glorious and camp and everything you would really want from a chalet but oh. French mm. yes so Jean <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Moore you look quite troubled by the whole thing no I actually I really enjoyed it okay. I think especially the first half was really really fucking strong and there's like moments of amazingness all the way through it and then there's just bits that I didn't quite respond to in the same way and okay. I feel like there could have been a better film in there yeah they just toned down certain other bits I think it got a bit too weird to the end okay alright Jonathan yeah no I felt the same I think that it there's about 20 minutes half an hour in the middle where it kind of loses its way yeah she so goes off to do some exploring which doesn't it doesn't really go anywhere but as I think as Stephen said, the first hour is really strong. The visuals and soundtrack are amazing. Yeah. It is like it is just like a jello basically. Yeah. And then I think the ending is strong as well. That's mm. like a proper jello ending. But yeah, I say I yeah. just think it's it just struggles in the middle a little bit. Or maybe I struggle with it, I don't know. But I, I know why it's there, because that's like a jello trope in itself, isn't it? It goes well, I don't want to go too much into it. We'll talk about it later, but yeah. I think, yeah, it, I really, really enjoyed it, but there was a little bit that didn't work for me, but the yeah. rest of it was stunning. Yeah, oh, great, okay. I think it absolutely works like a jello, yeah. because there is, there's often bits which don't make any sense, yeah, that's or what just I mean. lose you, or yeah. wherever, if they were if they were intending to do that. I think that, yeah, I think it is the point. It must be. Yeah. Yeah. Because it reminds me of a film that they referenced at the start as like a little... Easter egg? Do we say an Easter egg? Is that? I think so. Yeah. That's, the, that's the way to say it now, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's not a reference. It's an Easter egg. Yeah. You've got to be one of those cool people to get the reference. Right. Okay. So what is it? Uh, the uh, the very first, uh, the second scene where she's walking to the phone, phone box, box yeah. to talk to Louis. In the background, there's a advert for white teeth toothpaste, yeah. oh, and it's that. like the House of Laughing Windows. Oh, I never saw it's, that one. It's the mouths that are painted onto the windows. Wow, that's brilliant. Yeah. And the, that middle bit of the film reminds me of Laughing, the House yeah. of Laughing Windows. Yeah. Where it's, because yeah. it, you've got that kind of, that's almost a jello trope in itself, the the backwards kind of... The folk yeah, horror. The, the yeah. yeah. And that's that's what that reminded me of. And yeah. I was like, it referenced it near the start, and then oh. it ended up being a bit like that, and I was like... And I didn't like that one, and that was the bit of the film I didn't like. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you burn into the House of Laughing Windows now? I feel like we need to go go back and watch House of Laughing Windows. I remember enjoying it, but yeah. 
Um, so, so the film is it does follow all the Jello tropes, doesn't it? It starts off in a um, it starts off in like a fetishy gay bar sort yeah. of setting, club mm. setting. Well, that I, that was very much cruising, I thought. As well, well the death, the first the, death yeah, is just cruising. Yeah. Which it's funny because I've done my research on this one over the last few days. I've been going back and looking at there's lots. If you Google knife and heart. There's a ton of reviews because it's it was lapped up a can. Um, it was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that all episodes. <laughs> I, know, I, know, I know. It was. Um, uh, yeah, people, uh, queer, um, queer film fans really went went to town on it. Um, so there's reviews everywhere that you can read. Cruising is the one film that I never saw referenced in any of the reviews. Really? I mean, I'm, I'm very possible I've missed the. 2000 reviews. That first kill is almost shot for shot, it's shot isn't for it? Shot, yeah. Um, which I, yeah. So I found it quite strange that it, it wasn't as referenced as much as other things. A lot of people say that this film is uh, Betty Bryant's Palmer. Yeah, I got a little bit of that. In fact, the one time they did say, the one thing I have seen referencing Cruising is they said if Brian De Palma made Cruising, it would look like this. Mm-hmm. They did say that. But they didn't reference, what I mean is they didn't reference how. Shot for shot, that first kill yeah. Nobody seemed to be mentioning it, which I thought was strange. But anyway, um, so it opens in a in a fetishistic sort of gay bar. For me, one of the issues straight away with the with the film, which I think is a budget thing, is it was one of those bar scenes where there's hardly anyone there. Hmm. It felt like half empty, which I found a bit a little bit like took me out of it straight away. But I don't know. I, I liked it. That against it though. I liked how it's kind of like sparse and it's a minimalist bar. You've got like, like ten people can get in at once. Right. Did you have, there's a big massive queue outside. Ah, yeah. it felt like so cool. One in, one out. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Okay. Think, I didn't have that at all. I didn't. It didn't bother me. But I just thought this is just a dive bar mm. and like. Doesn't yeah. know anybody. They like anything. the old cares and always yeah, half empty. Nobody, anyone. There's yeah. only one there, but it's always open and there's always somebody there. Yeah. There's never actually enough people there. <laughs> there's but, yeah. Never yeah. enough people there. <laughs> and it stinks. <laughs> and it stinks. It used to stink of drains, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. Although that 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 in that film, it not it didn't look like that. It looked very like super stylish and minimalist, didn't it? I thought, yeah. especially that at the start. Yeah. It was wasn't until he took him off to the the bedroom that it got a bit. Yeah. Easier. Yeah. I love the bar woman with her crystal decanter and the whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> um. So Carl, so the first character there is Carl, who's pretty twinky boy Kelly here, yeah. who is um he, he looks across a non crowded room and sees <laughs> um and sees a man stood there in a fetishistic sort of black mask, um with weird hair that Stephen you refer to it as looking like a gollywog. A gollywog. And a minstrel. Is that a, what you call it? A gollywog. He, he did look like a, it did look like a fashioned gollywog. I yeah. mean. We are still Yeah, yeah. He did. It did look a little bit like that. And so he sees him across the, the room and thinks, "Oh, I know. I'm going to have a slice of you." <laughs> Which I was like, "That was, that was a stretch." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, so I'm many words. It's just being said. Sorry. Slice. <laughs> stretch. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry. I'm down with like a bit of a, you know lead bed and you know a nice. Maybe a mask, but that that was not doing it for me. No, there was a lot of people in that room with masks on, wasn't there? I think yeah. the band, the band had like didn't the band had, had like the vulture head, yeah, thing. and then someone had like a bear head, was it? There was like yeah. a drummer, there was someone playing the drums, wasn't That's it? That's true. The vul- I'd rather get out for the vulture than the creepy. The vulture head put me in mind of the owl head. Well, yeah, in um, 
Stage Fright or whatever whatever yeah. title you know by. Yeah, yeah. Aquarius is another title. I book. think so. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he goes over to Creepy Man and starts getting up with him, and they go off for a little bit of action. Um, and then we're suddenly we're in a sex scene where Carl is tied face down to a bed, and it is very much like Cruise, and you're waiting for the mm. knife to come out. But instead of a knife, a dildo comes out. We've got a big black dildo, um, and suddenly a blade emerges from the end of the, the tip of the dildo. So it's a dildo blade, and he stabs Carl to death. And the way that the stabs are done and the close-ups on Carl's face as he's getting murdered are very much like that scene in Cruise and yeah. aren't they? And there are strange sort of squealing, moaning sounds. So you think you almost think at first that the lad's enjoying the dildo mm. then he starts to get stabbed by the dildo and it's it's really ambiguous and then you start to think actually you know, this is the man the, mm. the person making the noises is, is yeah. the murderer <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and it becomes very dis- even it's, more disturbing it's really creepy mm. isn't it it's really creepy so then after that it cuts straight to the titles and Martin you said 10 out of 10 <laughs> yeah, yeah if if to, at that moment if I to, decided if the film ended there yeah <laughs> So yeah. if, the, if the film, if the rest of the film was like that scene, yeah, well, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna budge from me ten out of ten. <laughs> I enjoyed it, even though it lost me at yeah. one point. Yeah, yeah, no, it was really good. Um, so whilst this is happening, there's a crow on the windowsill as well, isn't there? It's a grackle. Yeah. Is, what is it? A grackle. A grackle. A white-eyed grackle. A white-eyed grackle is on the window ledge, and that made me think of a bit of uh, opera, Argento opera. So. Yeah. There's loads of little things I was not, I was watching. Well, animals in general, birds of crystal yeah. plumage. Yeah, yeah, totally. I just feel like only a gay would have an, um, a bird sidekick, like a gay serial killer. If only he'd speak to the bird though, that would have yeah. been better. We had to like a secret language. Would have been a bit too Jafar then. Mm. Yeah. Oh, is that Aladdin? Aladdin, yeah, well done. Oh. Nothing to so then we cut straight to uh, the scene we were talking about before. So it's um, Anne, played by Vanessa Paradis, yeah. making her way down the street. She looks quite stressed out. She's clearly, like, hammered. Yeah. That reminds me, the look of it reminds me of Blade Runner a little bit. Like, yeah. the, the, the colours of it and the, and the Mac. It's a bit like... Um, not, it's Adel Hanna in, yeah, yeah. in, in the first Blade Runner. Yeah. She's having a bit of a uh, lesbian drama, isn't she, with Lois? And the, she, she's talking to her on the on the phone. I find all the dialogue between her and Lois very poetic. Yeah. Some of the stuff that she says to her over the phone, um, Lois has a great line where she says, my heart has gone dry. Yeah. I love that line. Um, I think she sounds more like kind of romantic and passionate though because it's French. Yeah. Like, I true. just enjoyed it more because I was like, even a bit later on when she's not being very nice at all, she still, it still sounded like very... Passion. Mm. Say what you like to me in French. You can insult me and call me all the bastards under the world. It's in French, that's that. Yeah, just adding a more on the end and I'm there. (laughs) 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 So, we've already had uh, dildo stabbing, lesbian drama, and then straight to porn shoot. Mm -hmm. Um, With the three porn boys having a little sort of sexy jiggly dance. (laughs) I thought, like, at first, it was just going to be... I'm guessing it was a reference in the 60s films, but um, in Austin Powers, the way they have, like, cut-off scenes where there's just people dancing. dancing. <laughs> and I felt like the rest of the film was just going to have these three boys, like, dancing in the middle. <laughs> and I that would be like fucking that. brilliant. Yeah, yeah, I did that. think... I wondered whether that was going to be the case. Yeah, I would have been so down for that. My main issue with the boys in the scene is... Um, some of them have very loose baggy briefs on which I don't think mm. is very 
um, sexy and it isn't it, from the from vintage porn I've seen. There wasn't, there wasn't super tight. Huh? Yeah, they're always super tight and figure hugging. So it was all a bit like I felt like there was some attention to detail that was missing <laughs> in the <laughs> costuming of the of the men. Maybe that was part of the thing about it being yeah. third rate porn. Yeah, yeah. couldn't afford <laughs> just not paying yeah, attention. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you couldn't afford the expensive. Yeah, tight fitting on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're getting down to it, and there's another great line where someone says to one of the one of the. I think I wrote this down as well. He says, "Be luscious." No, it was ease up on the heroin, you're barely hard. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Too many different lines. Yeah. <laughs> so the three guys, so Thierry is the heroin addict who's like really fit and he is yeah. played by um, somebody who is a bit of a French queer cinema regular at the moment. His name is Felix Maritaud and he's in um, that film Sauvage mm. that's recently come out and 120 beats per minute which was the French AIDS um, yeah. movie. He was in that as well. So he's the heroin addict porn star. Um, so like, so the, the film is being directed by Archie, the camp guy with the blonde hair, whereas Anne is the producer, isn't she? Mm. And she comes in and she doesn't like the way Archie's directing them. So she's like, she gets in there and she's like, you know, pull yourselves together. I want to see you bite each other. I want to see you spit. I want to see you. All this, that and the other. It's trying to sort of get them revved up a little bit more. If a lesbian said that to me, I'd get off as well. <laughs> I would. Totally. Make your eyes look alive. So it's there that she says, he's up on the heroin, you're barely hard. So they have to bring in um, the sort of... The fluffer. The fluffer. The La bouche d'or. The golden mouth. <laughs> 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 Which, when, I first, when he first came in, I thought, that's my dream job. <laughs> but then I thought, no, I'm selling myself short. My dream job is Anne's job. I want to be the producer. Yeah, yeah. Definitely want to be the producer. I want to be the, uh, you know, I want to be able to go to local building sites and pick up builders and say, you look like you've got good at Yeah, I look, yeah. Just yeah. turn up at the local quarry. Yeah. You'll, you'll she's amazing, though, she does that. So so she goes off, doesn't she, looking for new talent, basically, yeah. and goes to, like, the local quarry. Yeah. That looked like it was the start of a music video. Yeah. Like, all of just the yeah, men like, Yeah, like, music video. Yeah. She goes up and she's like, it's the way she just talks to that lad and convinces him to do it. She finds like a really pretty boy, doesn't she? Mm-hmm. And convinces him to um, try his hand at <laughs> gay yeah. porn. She's like, yeah, we're short on girls at the moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> more boy on boy. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fairy. Although yeah. the line after that it says, I pegged you as more progressive. And I thought, yeah. She's pegged him already. I was going to say, yeah, he hasn't even got the job, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she is really progressive though, isn't she, in the way that she talks to him? And, she's, and the part in line with them is that you'll die smarter. As well, it's like, yeah, it's like it's basically saying if you do gay porn, it'll make you a better person, yeah, <laughs> it'll expand your horizons, which we can do in that message. <laughs> yeah. We do, we do, yes. More straight laborers should do gay porn, yeah, laborers <laughs> target the laborers, the laborers specifically, yes, bricklayers, hog carriers, you know, bricklayers, you know um, yeah, or, yeah, or, yeah. or, or Workies of the world, wank off. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> of the world, wank off. Does that involve tarmacers as well? Yeah. yeah. I once saw someone, um, uh, there's a guy that I work with who uh, his boundaries aren't great and he sometimes says things that he shouldn't and even on social media and he once sent, he once sent one of the straight um, crew members from where we were all really fit. Uh, he once sent him a message, he, he wrote it on his wall on Facebook saying tarmac my chest. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Oh. Yeah. 
fair choose. Yeah, well. <laughs> anyway, <coughs> um, so she goes off, picks up boys at the quarry, and then um, we sort of get an insight into her characters, don't we? Because she then finds out that this young lad, Carl's been murdered, who's mm. one of her stars. And after she gets, while well, she's getting questioned by the police over it, she actually thinks, ooh, this is good inspiration yeah, this, for a film. Mm, <laughs> this is making a great scene. Yeah. So then from that, we go, we cut straight from her being interrogated by the police to the porno version. Yeah. Mm. Um, which has got... Uh, nice c- bit of toe rape. It's got toe rape. It's got, yeah. Yeah. Excellent reference to the New York Ripper. You're going to reference one of my favourite scenes ever. <laughs> and then you've just gone, like, through the roof. Yeah. <laughs> and... Some touch typing. What I loved was that. I love that she was like playing God and she made Archie dress as her. Yeah. yeah. He put yes. her mac on, and put makeup on, and all that. I and think Archie, with the blonde hair and the, um, the green coat on, is just like everything I want to be in life. <laughs> <laughs> Fabulous. Like, I just idolised them so much from that point on. I was like, I like you. He's really funny. He's so funny. So whilst yeah, so whilst he's getting the, the under the table toad rape out <laughs> of New York River, then uh, Thierry, the hot heroin has a gets up, he's got a big hard on in his pants and starts taking t- typing the, <laughs> so like the transcript. Yeah. He's transcribing the interrogation. With his cock. With his cock. <laughs> it's really funny. It's really funny. Um so Thierry then goes and shoots up in a wrecked car outside like an abandoned factory doesn't he so while he's doing that we... I, I thought he was outside the club I thought that's why yeah. they showed you the club and that at the same time I I, I saw them as two completely separate places but I don't know would, would that kind of club be in it like a run down industrial yeah. area maybe yeah maybe it was yeah maybe just the way I perceived it yeah but... well they cut against the two don't they so don't see why it wouldn't be uh, so she's off in the club, isn't she? That still club scene's brilliant. The look yeah. of it and yeah. the soundtrack. Yeah. It's MAC3, isn't it? You were saying? Who does all the original music? They do all the original music, yeah. Yeah. I like them anyway. Yeah. They did all the music for the Subara, was it? Have you seen the film of Subara? No, I'm only watching the series. They did all the music in that. Ah, so the guy who is the main guy of MAC3 is the brother of the director and writer of this film. Okay. Oh, that's, okay. Why they, that's why they're doing the music. Um, so yeah Anne is stalking Lois isn't she whilst Lois is like getting off with the hot black lesbian mm. on the dance floor yeah um, and then this like tight on scene by the way was just amazing like I just I wanted to be in that club so much yeah. that's everything my little queer heart has ever been done because <laughs> I thought it was like primarily a lesbian bar but then there were a few boys sort of trickling yeah in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they showed up in the background at first and then they started yeah. voguing away across the dance floor, obviously. Yeah, because yeah. that's what you do. Yeah. <laughs> um, so while all that's going on, lesbian drama, theory then is um, skull-fucked by the killer. Yeah, that's amazing. I knew, you know what's going to happen. Yeah. As obviously it's set up from the earlier killer that the dildo yeah. getting forced on his dreamy kind of drugged off yeah, Fofo was just going to go one way. Yeah. Still, the money shot was amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it, I've got to say, I really enjoyed watching them for, like, the dildo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In silhouette, it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it looked quite life-like. It did, it did, it did. So it had me questioning, is he actually sucking him off? Yeah. 
or is it the dildo? It just it was it just kept me questioning, mm. and then when the money shot happens and he gets stabbed, yeah, I, I was like, oh, of course it's the dildo. Of course it is because that's not what the the killers yeah. the killers not there to get does, sexual gratification. Doesn't have a penis either, does he? That's no, what I got from it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we find out, don't we? What happened to the penis towards the end? Yeah, because I think that was meant to make you think it was one of the lesbians, wasn't it? So yeah, yeah I mean, which is a good. If you're gonna have a red herring, make it a dildo. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was gonna be Lois. I, for a lot of it, I thought it was. Yeah, a, I thought she'd gone because of Anne and that. Yeah, because they were sort of setting it up that it was Anne, weren't they? Yeah. The fact that she sort of exploits the murders for her to her own need mm. to her own ends, and basically whenever she's having some sort of psychodrama, mm. something someone has mm. murders, aren't they? And she's not really that bothered. She doesn't. She's so focused on the next the the next idea for the next film. Yeah. She doesn't almost give herself time to react to the death. Yes. Mm. Even yeah. though actually you find out towards the end she's actually incredibly. She's she's actually bereft by mm. all the all the murders. Yeah, totally. She's actually just trying to run away from everything, isn't she? Mm. She drinks and yeah. runs away from the world. Yeah, she's a very unhappy person. Mm. She's very troubled. She's a really good. I think she's a really good protagonist. Uh, more so yeah. the second time I watched it, actually, mm. because she's sort of um, she's a hot mess. <laughs> she's selfish as fuck. Um, she's destructive. She's self-destructive. But you do sort of sympathise at mm. the same time, even when she goes a little bit too far with Lois towards the end of the film. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> um, um, but you still, I don't know, she's not a monster, is she? You don't no, see you her do as a still sympathise with her. And I think she's good. Like, she does, she does draw you in. She's you do, really like, good actress. And, yeah, she was really good performance. Yeah. And you do a really weirdly good job of making her look really ugly at times and then stunning at times. Yeah. Like depending what role and what part yeah. she's in, when she's really depressed and down, she looks like awful. And then when she's meant to be in her beautiful face, she looks stunning. It's weird. It's charisma, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, she's got that charisma. Um, so um, anal fury. Anal Fury is being shot. It's a bit um, on the nose, isn't it? It's a, <laughs> anal Fury is a bit on the nose. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I do prefer the title change. Yes, homocidal. Homocidal. Um, got a pun as well. Yeah. Like, yeah. Throughout the film, we're treated to little snippets of the film that they make it, aren't we? So the next one is a, is a reshoot of the first... The first time we meet Anna's in the phone box and she's trying to talk to Lois, isn't she? So mm. we, we get the reshoot <laughs> version of that, which is Archie's version of Anne in the phone box, but he's like wanking down the phone to Detective Rashid, who's played by... Um, the guy at the labourer, isn't he's it? He's played by... Uh, what, what's his name? Nonce. 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 Um, he's... <laughs> he's Spells Nance. 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 Yeah. <laughs> N-A-S. And um, he's wanking down the phone to him and then um, he shoots his loads and it comes out the other end of the phone and covers Nonce's face, which I thought was hilarious. Um, Is that with, with it? No, it happens to both of them, doesn't it? It happens to both of them, so he's coming over himself and he's having a wank in the phone box. He puts the phone down as a shot, doesn't he? And then it's suddenly on Nonza's face. That's the way I saw it. I just saw it at the both wanking off on the other side of the phone. There was someone else with the phone. Oh, yeah, he was getting the phone. Yeah. Either way. Either way. Either way, it works. Either way, it's a cum shot. Yeah. And so Anne's. 
Anne's like reinvigorated. Anne's creativity is reinvigorated mm. by the murders, mm. isn't it? <laughs> and there's even a moment where Lois is editing that scene and she's like, even Lois is smiling and thinking, wow, she's crazy. She's on fire at the moment. We did miss a little, uh, a little psycho reference, didn't we, as well, where she's spying on it. Oh, yeah. She's got little people. Yeah. Was that chewing gum over the home? I thought it was. I thought, oh, she's, like, she's stuck a chewy on the wall to have it later, but it's going to be off by now. <laughs> but it's covering up a peephole, isn't it? Yeah. We're introduced to even more characters. It's a funny film, isn't it? Because the characters start to get peppered in throughout the film. Mm-hmm. So there's always someone new to meet, like every 20 minutes or yeah. so. And goes to like a local bar, and in the bar, into the bar walk like three trans hookers, or four. 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 Mm-hmm. four. Um, they're led by Martin, who's now <laughs> Misia. Yeah, Misia. <laughs> he used Martin. to be Martin. He used to be one of Anne's stars, um, and then like he's got the three friends who are all like hilarious. Yeah. Was it ones like a, was it fifties nurse? So fifties social, social worker to reassure people. And if they want an orgy, then she's the she's the person. <laughs> and then the other ones like a, what as an Arabian princess. Arabian, Arabian princess. princess. Yeah. She yeah. just looks like rough as fuck, <laughs> and she, it only takes two licks to make you come. Yeah, and she's like, chewing yeah. This, this big wad of chewy with her mouth open. But my favourite one is the boss, the Dominique, boss. Yeah. who looks rough. She's I need like, like a spin-off film of fucking hair. <laughs> 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 <It's a spin-off. laughs> I know. It'll be called Dominique Top. <laughs> or a TV series. Yeah. So you know the bit where they walk in and Dominique says it's so fucking hot in here? Well, apparently when they were filming it, it was too hot in there, so they were all boiling hot. So I think that was like a bit of an ad lib. Yeah. They were actually really fucking hot. Um, so... Um, Essentially, they all get a job on for so everywhere Anne looks, she's casting people and like. Well, yeah, because one of someone's friend comes over, a woman comes over and says, "Oh, can I be in your film?" Yeah. And it says, "No, was it? Even our girls have got to." <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that um, when she asks them to do the film now, and they say how oh, much, yeah. Yeah. and she says, hundred dollars," and she says, what is it, "A blowjob." It says, "Not even the price of a blowjob, even on day rates." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, but they still do it. They do, do, it. do it. They do it. But then treat it to like a dreamy shot of of like there's like an orgy going on and Dominique's whipping the arse off some guy, isn't she? Um, and then the killer, the film porno version of the killer comes in with his knife, but a shot at the last minute mm-hmm. um, by um, Detective Rashid and the Archie, Archie, Archie's yeah. version of Anne. And then the killer is unmasked and it's Anne playing the killer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which thought was interesting because the film sort of trying to get you to believe that that, Anne is the, that she is the killer. It was, it was the way that was shot was brilliant. It was like really dreamy, like it like it would be in the jello, wouldn't it? Yeah. Like the weird scene with the guy like kissing his film reflection in the mirror. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was weird. Yeah. And it was great. Yeah. And the sort of sort of and, yeah. gloved hands. I thought it was, mm-hmm. yeah, I said it's nice this Michael Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> it was probably a bit. <laughs> bit, old, bit old for him yeah yeah too many hairs <laughs> there's a great like, one go on. it, that scene though it's kind of it's reminiscent about like the club scenes were shot earlier on in the actual film and you do kind of question it for a bit whether this was another club scene or whether this was Another porn video. Well, like, like, it was, it was like a dream. It would be a dream yeah. sequence as well, almost, couldn't it? And it did kind of throw me there when they finally revealed that it was just part of the film and that they were yeah. filming that that camera was not, was just on a tripod. Yeah. So I don't know how they went through the curtains, <laughs> but magic. 
Anne has a great line, doesn't she, where she says, was I a good fag? <laughs> yeah. It's a great line. And that's sort of leading you more to believe that maybe she's the killer as well, because mm. it, it makes you think is she's like someone who's who, who really wants to be a gay man, mm. but can't be. So she takes it out on people by killing them. Yeah. And that explains why the killer has got a dildo in place of... And it's the motive of the killer in her version, isn't it? It was that she'd spent so long watching, watching gay films that she yeah. thought she was one. Yeah. So it is sort of leading you down that, that path. But anyone who's watched many Jolly knows that that's going to be a red herring. Yeah. Mm. It's going to be something that's completely unrelated to everything. Yeah. You've seen. yeah. <laughs> it's like you're not getting any clues whatsoever <laughs> for that first hour. You think you are, but you're not. Um, so talking about Anne, so uh, Yang Gonzalez, the director, was inspired by a real female porn producer, Anne-Marie Tenty. So she like made those porn films in the 70s, mm. isn't that right? And uh, he, said, he says in the interviews that she's a lot less likeable. <laughs> she was a lot less likeable than, than Anne, um, and she was more alcoholic and more aggressive. Fabulous. Yeah. What? Loads of her films are listed on IMDb. When you follow the link for her name, yeah. loads of her films are, are listed. So, and she, so she did. She was prolific. But I think if you're going to be prolific in porn, being likable isn't a, isn't a quality mm, that you true. particularly this is very true. Favor. Have we seen any of the films? Boy, 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 queens and boys, monami, monamo, <laughs> la macho de hal. Gosh. David, relax. <laughs> Is that a title or an order? Boys for Ships. Shocking Boys. Mykonos or La Pay Gay. Arabian Boy in Paris. Gigolo, my love. Gigolo, <laughs> my love. Wow, there's loads. They're all around like the 70s and early 80s, aren't they? Yeah, so it starts out, so the first credit starts in 76, last one was 83. I can't imagine what came along to stop her making yeah, those films. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, so yeah, I thought that was really interesting, mm. um, that there's, that she was real. You know, that was really, yeah, an interesting thing. So where were we up to? So, um, I forgot to the lesbian bar scene. So, the cabaret. So, the after the cabaret, how would you describe Stephen? How would you describe the cabaret? That's a really high end cabaret <laughs> where a woman with large breasts gets <laughs> molested by a bear and shoots blood out of its all over her. Mm-hmm. And they rub down and get nasty. It's fabulous. <laughs> it's, a high, it's a high concept piece reflecting on the nature of sex, nature, and death. And body stockings. And body stockings. <laughs> fishnet body stockings. I think the fishnets, the blonde hair, and the advanced age <laughs> made Martin wonder whether this is part of the Madame X yeah. album launch. <laughs> <laughs> Madame X is an erotic cabaret performer. She is. She really is. With um, red knees. Yes. So there's been um, a lot of a lot of the uh, interpretations of the film have always have talked about AIDS and about how. Um, the killer represents AIDS coming along and sort of stabbing to death the hedonism of what was going on in Paris at the time. Um, I always thought it was a bit of an obvious thing to, to an obvious way to mm. read the film, so I was trying to avoid it. But second time watching it, mm. there were a couple of subtle things in it that made me think of, think along those lines. And the last one of the last lines of the cabaret 
uh, in that context I found quite moving and it was yesterday we came tomorrow we die oh and that mm. that did sort of I did think mm. oh you know give me a little mm. shiver and the very last moment of the film as well gave me the same thing we'll talk about that when we get to it yesterday we came tomorrow we die and I thought there is something yeah. eerie about that really I'm a bit sad would, would you go to that cabaret <laughs> it was interesting anyway <laughs> oh I would be is that a no <laughs> That's going to be our Screaming Queen's night house. I'd go. If we could go now, I'd go. It was a live lesbian display, um, even better than the one in Strip New Fuel Killer. Well, that's true. It also put me in mind of Salon Kitty. Yeah. Yeah, it did have a little bit of that, actually. After the cabaret, they go to the, they have a picnic the next day. They do have a picnic. Um and all the characters are there, like everybody who we've yeah. met so far comes to the picnic. And the picnic really comes alive when the trans hookers turn not. up. <laughs> and so there's a birth scene, isn't there's that? a birth. So one of the characters is called Farida and she they've all been to the local hypermarché <laughs> and robbed a load of booze and stuff like that and um Farida sort of starts to give birth in the middle of the field and out flies a bottle of vodka. Amazing. Literally flies. Yeah, yeah. it comes plopping out, flying out, and they have the great line, Miss Farida, fresh from her operation in Morocco. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. So she's got a new vagina and the first thing she did with it was birth a bottle of vodka. Yeah, fabulous. The picnic is interrupted by a storm. Yeah, well, uh, Lois turns up first. Lois oh, yeah. Yeah. arrives and the wind picks up. Yeah. Well, you get the weird psychic scene as well where um, oh yeah so Martin um, or Micia yeah, it's not dead name hmm don't dead, dead, dead name but it's so offensive Micia turns out to be a bit of a clairvoyant yeah mm. and she says does she, doesn't she say if, ever, if it wasn't a fortune tell her I'd be a whore or something no it was if it wasn't a whore I'd be a fortune teller yeah I was looking two went hand in hand to be honest and that that mirrors a line that's said earlier in the film by the by the woman who wants to take part in yeah. the porn who yeah. says, I'd be a star if I wasn't such a slut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We can all relate to that. <laughs> that's true. It's a little bit is that a little bit of a deep red as well? You got the psychic at the start, haven't you? Very possibly. Yeah. yeah. This whole section made me think of the strange vice of Mrs. Ward. Yeah, it's in the, the park, isn't the it? The park and then the rain. The like the rape scene at the start of Mrs. Ward as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then that's the talking about her dreams and that she should listen to her dreams that she's been having throughout the film yeah because they're going to tell us something yeah which is a bit old this is where it kind of loses me a little bit with the whole adding the psychic element mm. into it kind of just mm. yeah mm. because you do wonder though don't you when it gets to the end was she being psychic over those memories of something else because isn't it that she made a film based on the thing that happened to Guy. Well, yeah, that's mm. the th- that's why that's what triggered him off in the first place. Yeah, so he's he sees the film. Basically, somehow she knows mm. what's happened to him because that film she makes is basically the story of what that's happened what to him. Isn't it? So we never quite see why though, do we? Like, no. How she knows? Because so. when she goes out to, to the woods and uh, Kathy is a shows around, yeah. she seems to not know that story. Yeah. So how she's made this film of that, we don't know. Maybe it's accidental and she just happens well, to have made it. But it's, it's the cycle. Yeah, it's, yeah. She's. I mean, it seems very. It's oddly specific that you'd make yeah. that. Yeah. If it was proper jello, we would have known that she was psychic very, yeah. very firmly. Yeah. Or it would have turned out that she was 
guy's little sister. Yeah, yeah. Just, just, I witnessed yeah, it. Definitely. Oh yeah, definitely. Why <laughs> that's, what, that's exactly what would have happened if it was a proper giallo. Why did they just do that? That would take two seconds. So much better as well. She stood in the bushes and goes, Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that would have been yeah. And seeing what seeing what male sexuality resulted in mm-hmm. turned her into a lesbian. Yeah. Sold. Which is probably offensive, but still. <laughs> <laughs> um I love it when we solve other people's film problems. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there's a storm. Everyone's whipped up into a frenzy. Everybody reacts very dramatically to the wind. As well. Yeah, they're like screaming <laughs> and flailing. Okay. I think I was very understated personally. It's <laughs> <laughs> the most relatable bit of the film. Yeah. Um, it's not the wind you should be scared of. It's the rain. It's the rain yeah. on, your on your hair. I love the way that the rain only starts to, as the kill happens. Yeah, yeah. It's brilliant. Mm. It's just windy and it's blowing around. But then as soon as the kill happens, to the rain. It kind of yeah. just looks like sprinklers, though. Yeah, yeah. It kind of looks like the rain's going up as it goes down. So that is very strange, vice of Mrs. Ward. Yeah. That whole bit, I thought. I love the way the, the camera, s- well. the way the camera spins as well, and you see the killer getting oh, closer yeah. in the background. Yeah, that's really good. That's really good. And I love so he kills Martin slash Missia, um, but not with a dildo, which I found strange. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Actually, I, that death really sad though. I liked the character. Yeah, and I didn't want to. I don't know. So I think he's I he's lost, like, isn't he? He's lost. He's separated from everybody. Yeah, everybody panicking from the yeah. wind, which is very odd. <laughs> he's he's in the forest, separated from them, not knowing where or where they are. He's actually calling out for them, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. But yeah, the lack of dildo I thought was disappointing. Hmm. Which is probably the way I look at probably a mean some meaning behind it. Is there maybe maybe the character that he plays in the film maybe. Mm-hmm. It's not because the people that get murdered is it um, the guy to start mm. is playing him isn't it it's playing guy yeah. the, the Spanish guy who plays his dad doesn't he yeah and Jerry plays his boyfriend in the yeah. he's in the barn with him so those people get killed yeah. and maybe maybe there's some significance to it that maybe that we need to watch again to yeah to glean but you know yeah yeah I just don't like an inconsistent killer no. But then, Robert, to me, maybe it is, maybe there is yeah, an internal yeah. consistency that we just haven't spotted yet. Maybe, mm. maybe. Or maybe I'm giving her too much credit. So yeah, I love all that, and I love the way the killer kisses him as he dies mm. as well. I mm. thought that was mm. quite, quite nice. And is more obsessed than ever with Lois, and tracks her down in the rain in the rainy street, doesn't she? Yeah. And Lois is like, no, stay away from me. So Anne gets very, very handsy. Next thing, there's a hand around the throat. There's a hand gripping a breast through a string vest, and then there is finger rape <laughs> through cut off gen- denim yeah. shorts, which isn't on, like, no. frankly. No. But it did sort of still feel sorry for Anne. <laughs> I don't no, know. I completely felt sorry for Anne. Yeah. I think, I think it, not condoning finger rape or sexual assault, obviously. God, I can't believe I even have to say that, but <laughs> again. I think again. We're <laughs> on <laughs> 107th episode. Um, but I think it's there's something it, it there's something there about what love and obsession does to you. And mm. that you do things that are um love and obsession can drive you to do unthinkable things and unsavory things, regardless of 
who your object of affection is. Yeah. And how much you love them. You can do very, very odd. Yeah. Um, this extreme like... things. Especially when you're chaotic and drinking and yeah, totally. doing all of that. It's weird because you do maintain, like, being sympathetic towards her, even though, like, she is a rapist. It's deplorable what she's doing. But, like, you can't help but feel like she's just lost control in passion, in love that used to be there, that's gone. Mm. Hurt, pain, everything. They've been together for 10 years, haven't they? So she just can't let it go. I think, um, I think. A lot of it's down to the performance. I think Vanessa Paradis' performance is what is what makes yeah. us feel for the character there, because that just on the page sounds awful. It's awful and is like, could be very sort of brutal and cold and sleazy as well in a way, in the way it's presented. But it's just not, and it's because of the way that she is. She's sort of vulnerable, crazy, scary, but like a little girl at the same time. But I think Lewis can see that though as well, yeah. and I think that sort of soft, that softens it to some extent. It's not like you're witnessing Lois being raped. You you witnessing you you see as much in Lois that she knows that, that Anne's her. She obviously yeah. cares for her, and you can tell that. Yeah, and I like it. as it begins with the kiss and that. It is a bit ambiguous as to whether it was just going to be forceful passionate mm. just until she crosses a line so it's kind of it's a bit of an, an uncomfortable one it's icky yeah icky finger rape going so, back to, to go with the toe rape to go with the toe rape going back to the cabaret in one of the interviews with the director he reveals that uh, the cabaret woman the, the woman who played her was a theatre artist and very extreme she was totally crazy and was on drugs on set and got out of control I don't believe that for a second yeah <laughs> yeah um, she was. She didn't. They didn't really know how to manage her because she was being so like, like overly tactile and um, all that sort of stuff. And she basically she was asking if she could piss on the other actress on stage, as part of the cabaret wow. performance. Maybe she was inspiration. Maybe she was inspiration for the next parody of performance. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Yeah, maybe for this party, you drank it all in. Yeah. <laughs> the piss. <or> <laughs> 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 the spirit. The yes. piss. Everything. Yeah, Everything okay. that woman had to give her. Everything in her moon cup. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, we have that. Um, and goes to the police Can to find out. For the updates, isn't it? For, yeah, to find out what the hell they're doing. So, the police aren't treating this as a priority case, are they? No. Mm. Is it implied that that's because these are all gay boys? Well, yeah. that, that's what I got from that. Yeah, the and it's poor. Yeah. What, do, what else do you expect? So Although, I'm pretty sure a, a murder's a murder, you know. Well, you would have thought, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you would hope anyway. If you're going to go with, like, the, the obvious comparison of, like, HIV and AIDS with that, then you could, the government just ignoring it and mm-hmm. letting it happen totally. would very much apply to this yeah. particular scene. Totally. But you say murder's murder, but like actually, there's lots of there's lots of people who Probably. disappear, and yeah. nobody bothers. Oh yeah, nobody's interested in looking. So porn, them. porn actors would be lumped in with sex mm. workers, then wouldn't mm. they? Mm. So it'd be a similar thing to that, wouldn't it? Be like, well, what's in seventy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so she, so she's like really disillusioned. She thinks, right, I'm gonna have to go and solve this fucking case myself. And then uh, the inspector's this, assistant doesn't he yeah. comes out and says, you know, I know. How frustrating this is. I've kept a souvenir from the case. I oh keep souvenirs God. from all of my cases. Yeah. 
And the souvenir is like... Just only the killers, do you know that? Like, yeah. not the police. Yeah. Which could have been another red herring. Yeah. Mm. So he gives it a little thing, a little box, and there's a black feather in it. So, mm. the, so then the tangent that this film then goes on in terms of Jallo-style tangent is her f- following the lead, isn't in, it? Yeah, investigating the feather. Can we just point out the bird shop? shop thing that the they go to sanctuary thing yeah. yeah yeah like what the fuck that strange Kate Bush type woman who's mm. <laughs> like got a weird son is it a son um, yeah because you see the um, when she opens the phone is it no she gets it gets Archibald to open the phone book yeah and she shines the light on the feather and there's like a weird blue light appears yeah. on the book yeah. so it's like that's where we're going then the feather <laughs> the feather, the feather, the the feather, feather has guided it's guided yes, yes. <laughs> Queen of mixed messages. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So she goes off and she finds a graveyard with a strange woman in blue chiffon who's um, the mother of the boy that we think is buried. Is it Guy? Guy Favre. Mm-hmm. Um, but then local myth has it that he's not actually buried there because he was in like a well, fire. Well, his body's never found. Is it That's what I mean, yeah. Say, yeah. He was in a fire. He went missing, so his father buried his clothes there. Mm-hmm. And died the next day. And then died the next day. That's yeah. why his mum went mental. Um, mm. Yeah. So well, I mean, if, if, if the porno they make of it is uh, accurate, I can imagine why. <laughs> yes. Oh, right, yeah. 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 Um, so the dad must have been jealous. God. Well, that's what the porno's applying. Mm-hmm. It's weird when that porn version is like the happier of the two scenarios. <laughs> 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 like, that was the happy ending. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, so in the porn version, there's two lads getting off with each other, aren't they? Yeah, they in a straw house in the yeah. field. Yeah. And then their dad comes into the straw house carrying a knife and they're horrified thinking they've been discovered. Yeah. But the dad drops the knife and joins in. Yeah. <laughs> he sort of tips the wink, doesn't he? He's he like... tips the wings for his son and then they stop. Yeah. And then they burn the straw house and skip around <laughs> the bed, <laughs> naked around the burning straw house for and they just do that for eternity. <laughs> so why does Anne go back and make that movie where they're in the dungeon, the underground sort of hellish sex lair? I won't even know, but that's got one of my favourite lines. Go on. Any. <laughs> May the spirit of sodomy possess and make you come forevermore. <laughs> May it be hard and moist. May it be hard and moist. I love that. I love that. Um, so they're making another scene or another film, and then the killer turns up, doesn't he? We've missed the important scene with the phone, Cozy. Oh, right, sorry. Yeah. Is, it, it, is anyone French who knows? Is this a thing? Is this a thing in the 70s? I don't know. I don't know. I, or maybe someone just knitted one for that phone. Or was it just a red velvet phone? No, but it was definitely a cosy. Yeah, because you, you could see the plastic underneath, yeah. couldn't you, when you lifted the phone? Definitely a cosy. I named it very cosy. That's probably not the real name for it. Yeah. Could we get them from mobiles? <laughs> Get some, couldn't it? I'm sure it'll be on Wish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get it on off Wish. Yeah. Phone um, cosy. Film. And then, um, so the killer turns up and murders one of the. Yeah. It's the guy stars. I was saying to you before, wasn't he? I recognised him and he's fr- he's in We Are the Flesh. And isn't his name, character name, something like Jose El Hombre? If that's his name in the porn. Jose El Hombre. Fucking brilliant. Um, and meanwhile Lois who's like ready to go ready to leave but she said she's looking back at one of the porn scenes isn't she and spots the killer is in the background which I thought was quite creepy Mm -hmm. Uh, and she's like oh my god Anne's in danger so she rushes to the set but just as she gets there the killer is there she gets a lift off the random block has been like comes back from the party yeah she just shows up yeah yeah. (laughs) whatever and she gets there and the killer we think that the killer is going to kill Anne but then suddenly he stabbed poor Lois in the tit. Well, yeah, I got to that you took the knife for her. Mm. She jumped yeah. in the way. And, mm. oh, yeah, true yeah. love. True yeah. love. Which was a good um, twist because, like, when it started doing the flashy light thing, I was just like, okay, we've seen this like a thousand times now. It's been like mm. overdone. Mm. But then the switching with the person you thought was going to get killed was at least a bit better. Yeah. 
Um, so she ties in Anne's arms to the wayside. Um, and then Anne puts on a screening, doesn't she, of homicidal. Yeah, I love the um. I love the the screening. Like it just keeps playing again and again. Mm. Well, that's how films used to be, didn't it? People just you pay to get in, and you just important cinema was probably yeah, yeah, especially especially that kind of film. Yeah, I think in normal cinemas it even happened. In normal cinemas, probably before the seventies, quite common. They just used to play the same film on a loop. You could just sit there. You could come in halfway through a film, watch the last half of the film, and then just sit there down. and catch up on the beginning. Yeah, I remember my dad said really My dad said he used to do that. I think he went to see Star Wars mm. or something. He said he, he walked in and saw the end of it, and then just waited around for the stars again. How weird! I like the fact that when it finishes the first time, there's a man giving another man a blowjob in the background, and his head just like pops up, and he's like, "Oh." <laughs> 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 and then they just leave. That's just brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> so we're building to the big climax, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. With this, um, there's like the, I like the dark room upstairs as well. I thought that was really effective with the red lights. You know what? You know, I pay a fee for a red light to which, go inside. Yeah, I wonder why they don't do the red lights anymore. I'm a bit confused about why they do the red lights at all. Yeah. It's quite interesting though, isn't it? Imagine going into the dark with your little red torch just in what you'll see. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not convinced. Mm. Yeah, I'd rather. You, no. you need your hands free. That's fair. No, that's very true. Put it in your top pocket. <laughs> or, or elsewhere. Or elsewhere. <laughs> 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 your bottom <Wait>. pocket. <laughs> <laughs> the, wa- the waistband of your jump strap. Exactly. Exactly. I did actually. I meant to say before the actual look of the killer's mask. I think is really good. It is. Good. Mm. I think it that is that is like that could be. Uh, you know, like you see these classic, you know, the images from like torso and stuff. The mm. mask that could be another one like this. I think it is iconic. I think yeah. the look of it's brilliant. Yeah, totally. So whoever designed that, I think it's well done. Yeah, that's no, good. Um, so she realizes, doesn't she, that. This is where she puts two and two together, isn't it? About the film that she's already made. Well, she she kind of works out that it's gay, doesn't it? Because she shouts when when the lights are going off in the mm. set. She shouts to him like, mm. "I know it's you," mm. and that's when he runs in and stabs. Yes, yeah. but it's at that moment in the cinema, isn't it, where she realizes that why what's going on, why why it's going on, yeah, because and the order of the killings exactly. So she knows that. Um, What's his face upstairs in the dark room is the next one. But it's only because she sees she sees the trailer for her old film, isn't yeah. it? That comes on after homicide. Homicidal. <laughs> Which is where we get the entire. What's game, it, what's the film it? called? The, was it the spunk and the uh, spunk and the spunk and the land or spunk yeah. and nature yeah. or something along those lines? <laughs> yeah, but that's where you get the so, exposition. Yeah, so that, going on. yeah, so that film was presumably inspired by the real exactly. But we don't. That's the thing. We don't know how she knows. They that. never tell. They never tell us. So I, I am inclined to go with Stevens' it's so theory. It's definitely so. But the, but I think her kind of her thing all the way through the film is to use murders and turn them into scene. Like where she's in the police station, yeah. and then the next scene is she's turned that into a porno scene. Yeah. So she's maybe she's read this story about this murder and think, yeah. I know what that'll make. That'll make a great porno. Well, from quite early on. In the film, you do see those sort of black and white negative image shots yeah. of the of the of what happened to Gay. Because I think you're only the way the guy gets his dick cut off. You only ever see that in a negative, yeah. don't you? Mm-hmm. So I think I I think that that might be a psychic moment for her where she's having dreams or she's yeah, yeah. she's having visions. So she's on the first line is that she's had a bad dream. Yeah, 
on the phone and it's referenced all the way through and yeah. she says bad dreams the other character says you are blood and death dreams and all that predict things yeah. so I think she, I think it is yeah. psychic yeah. Or yeah. like a suppressed memory, maybe. Like yeah. she was a kid and saw it. Oh, yeah. Grace. That would have been I great. Why did Our version is so much better. Let's form Scream and Cream Productions. We shall. we shall. We shall. Let's just re-edit it with Martin playing the young girl. I can see it now. I can yeah. see it. Platt. Platt. I saw Platt's face like the bad seed. Yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> like the bad seed. That's the reference that we'll go with. That's That's my dildo, give it back to me. <laughs> it's my, give it back to me. Because <laughs> that, that is as, like, as ham-fisted as you would get in a jello, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, was it eyeball? I love that, I love yeah. that reveal where yeah. she just stood at the back of the, of the photo. <laughs> it's like, yeah, this photo is quite incriminating. I should probably uh, get rid of that. <laughs> Mixed up there with a knife and we wear gloves on. Yeah. And could we stood there with a little little toy city camera? <laughs> yeah. Because been you that filmed it the whole time. Yeah. The yeah. sister, sorry, yeah. Oh dear me. So um I think if it was that, this film would be completely perfect to me. I know. I think the psychic bit is when it loses it. Yeah. You're right. So Gay is then ends up in the cinema with all the gay men and one of the gay men says so you like to make the fags huh well he chases um, the, what, I can't remember what his name is Far- do you always take him for food don't you yeah nonsense that's it he chases the nonsense mm. <laughs> in the cinema I was wondering why they were playing that so heavy that he could be the twin of this other guy yeah but also why not just have, have the, the other guy because <laughs> there's no I'm reason now, he's I'm not there there's no reason for him to even join the foreign legion <laughs> <laughs> Like oh, a yeah. <laughs> whatever you yeah. say. Yeah, no, that's it. He's he's joined the Fire. He joined the Fire. So why not just have him? Yeah. It does no point at all. There's no, like, resolution of that character not yeah. being there yeah. for, like, a real reason. Yeah. It's true. Was he meant to be a red herring again? But, like, if it was, it wasn't really established. Yeah. Fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, whatever the reason was, it didn't work. Maybe that's just showing you that the killer's motive is a bit wishy washy and he doesn't actually care about killing that person. Somebody who looks like him is good enough. Yeah. That's how he's. Genuinely didn't know because even just before that scene, he reminded you. Yeah, because that's it. The guy says, oh, uh, I'm sitting next to the famous foes, aren't I? And yeah. he says, Oh, no, I've been mistaken for him before, but yeah. it's not me. Yeah. Mm. And the killer sat behind him yeah, yeah. hearing that. Imagine being in a porn cinema and sitting next to the porn star. I'm the producer. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Or she gets congratulated as well. I like yeah, that man. This goes, this is your masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've seen all your films. <laughs> but it was a bit of a masterpiece. I would pay to see just the film. I'd like to actually see the film now. Yeah. Definitely. Um, one thing I wasn't sure of, and maybe this is me being naive, but at the time, would that film have actually been hardcore or would that have been... No, you know it, what I mean. It would have in been, that sort of cinema. It would have been hardcore. It would have been, mm. yeah. But I, that's what I mean. Were they just doing that for the sake of the film, so they weren't showing it? Yeah. One of the things that did disappoint me about the film was the way everyone was going on about it being this like sort of shockingly sexual. Yeah, not not about it. it was really, There's nothing really no. shockingly sexual about it. I mean, the murders are quite sexual, so mm. there is that. But I was I was expecting hard cocks. I was. Not just that, but I was expecting to be shocked by something. Mm, yeah. And there was not really anything in it that shocked me. Because the stuff that I thought was quite graphic. Yeah. Like the, the skull fucked to death. I thought that was like, oh my God. But that's not, and you wouldn't see in an 80s slasher though, yeah. is it really? That's, I thought, yeah. 
There was no actual penises. Yeah. No, well, like, even Are there any bums? Yeah. Even thingy, that film we are the flesh, I think that's got a- more it actual has. nudity it in it, you know what I mean? So I was It's got hard cocks in it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I thought that was that was a bit of a disappointment. So feedback, more cocks next time. More cocks next time. More cocks, less dildos. Yeah, no, see that's all I just wasn't sure whether I thought that would have been they would have been hardcore yeah. films at the time and they were just like not showing it for the sake of this film so people could actually watch it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, then yeah, so you go. Yeah, that in all kinds of those, yeah. Well, you would say, yeah, and there was Even, more shocking deaths in Jallo films in the 70s yeah. than in this film. Because isn't um, some Gaspar No, I think Love is on Netflix and you can just watch that. Yeah, that's, that's got, got, yeah. It's got actual sex. Sex. <laughs> Sexy sex. <gasps> no sex. So, the, the, um, so the, the finale of it is that the gay men sort of stand up to the depressor and kill him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which I thought was really interesting, and so the so that came from um, the director said that there was originally a different ending, which he doesn't describe, but he says that the reason he went with this ending was after the Orlando killings, mm. uh, the Pulse nightclub shooting, wow. mm. um, and the fact that the killer of the Pulse nightclub shooting also was a closeted gay, mm. so he. That that's what inspired them to do this ending. But it's essentially these gay men are saying whatever we've had enough of being of living in fear and they they mm. and then I noticed as well, it's like a really, really um really sort of uh, sort of femme yeah. queeny pretty boy who delivers the, the stab. Because like the butch yeah. ones take control of first, but yeah. then it's him who finishes it, which I think was a very deliberate choice, wasn't it? Yeah. But also that killing, there's no joy in that killing, is there? Though the Though it's, though it's the, you go though the gay men are attacking and killing their, their their oppressor and hunter, and murderer, actually there's no joy in any of them. Yeah. There's there's no pleasure in it at all. Yeah. Actually, they you and that femme boy who does the actual stabbing is, you see real emotion in his face. He's yeah. just he's he's. Pained by actually yeah. Yeah. killing somebody. Yeah. So, there's a lot of emotions. Yeah. So he's in the film for like 30 seconds. I, know, yeah, yeah. I think, think though, like, imagine just going to the cinema for a wank and then that fucking happens. <laughs> 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 <It's> like <laughs> twist, doesn't it? Yeah, like that. No. Although, you've gone for a wank, <laughs> for a wank <laughs> and you end up stabbing someone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. although, although it could be, wow, this is exactly my fetish, you would have thought. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'll come back. <laughs> come back. Does this happen every Saturday? <laughs> Oh dear. Tuesday afternoon thing. That was worth three francs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then and then her fairy tale style telling of Guy's life mm. I thought was a really effective way of talking about someone who lost themselves to madness. Hmm. When she doesn't she say something like he fell asleep, he went to sleep and then Never woke up. Oh never woke up and then she describes his life from there on in and there's like a sadness to it. Hmm. I just thought it was really effective. This is like the the full voiceover that tells you yeah. what you've seen yeah. just to clarify it but it didn't feel like it felt poetic as opposed to like you know psycho yeah. over explaining it felt poetic what it, what it did was really good because before she actually started telling you what he then did it fades out mm-hmm. she says he walked into the cinema the lights went out and then it fades out mm-hmm. so she doesn't yeah. talk about what what he then did which things really nice. So then there's like a dream, dreamlike ending, isn't there? Where they're all, they're all in like a heavenly sort of fantasy land where they're all having this lovely orgy. 
she gets to see Lois who she's lost and it's all really nice so then this is the other moment that really struck yeah. me suddenly the lights go out uh, and and you see the sort of uh, the, the music's like it's like someone's turning it down mm. it doesn't just stop it gets turned down and then um, Anne locks eyes with Archie across the room and there's like a real like sadness between the two of them and then it ends so, well, she sees Lois as well, doesn't she? Yeah, so Lois is in the happy bit, isn't it? Lois is in yeah. like the sort of dreamlike, you know, la la la. And then Anne's tracked to work, and they have a, like a reunion, don't yeah. they? And Anne's dragged away. Mm. Um, but you can see that Lois loves her and is happy, mm. and she, Lois just fades, doesn't she? Yeah. She just fades out of sight. Yeah. I think when you said before that there was another bit, and you were talking about the hedonism kind of stuff, and I knew exactly what you were talking about yeah. straight away, so I get what you mean. There. Yeah, the it way she sense. the way she looks at him and the way he looks at her, and there's like a, mm. it's it's actually quite powerful. Mm. Oh, just to go back to the cinema, I really want to be the brassy girl who sells tickets to people <laughs> with like Me a little side. Does but, does that guy get a free ticket? Because doesn't he say I'm in? I'm in. Yeah. I'm yeah. in this film. Well, he's like in the and she, yeah, she never takes any money. No. She just goes gone. Yeah, well, you wouldn't, would you? She obviously knew him as well. She must have seen. Him. I always thought one of my dream jobs would be um, a receptionist in a brothel. Or porno theatre. Mm. But the porno theatre ticket girl is also up there as well. I know someone who's a receptionist in a brothel. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Random, but yeah, I do. <laughs> Great, we'll discuss that when we're off air. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> um, so there we go. So, how would you, so you, would you recommend other people watch it, Martin? Definitely, definitely. It's, um, it's a good journey and good story and for queens of a 1980s persuasion there's Vanessa Paradis looking mm-hmm. marvellously um, untainted middle-aged glamorous she does she, but yes, she very, she. not too wilted not too wilted no that was a joke that was a beautiful bit actually that really touched me when she said I'm not too wilted yeah. and she asked that question but it, it was it's refreshing watching um an actress who's in her mid late forties, who looks like she's in her mid late forties, yeah, and she's really not nice. had her face is completely untouched. Yeah. She hasn't had her teeth fixed. Hasn't had her teeth fixed. She's just completely natural, and um, yeah, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Mm. Um Well, I think if you enjoyed "Call Me by Your Name," you'd really enjoy this. <laughs> Why? I'm <laughs> just taking a fence. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was horrifying. Then. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you probably will not enjoy this. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think it's fantastic. Okay. Oh, I think it's queer in a fun, great way. And then it's got all the, the horror that I need. And it's shocking in a good way. But mm. not like shocking to the right amount. Yeah. Not exploitative. Yeah. Jonathan Ball. Yeah, I, I think it's really good. I'd definitely recommend it. There's obviously uh, there's definitely Palmer mm. influences. It's a bit it's a bit like Manic. I, I think you sent me a link before, didn't you? Someone mentioned it's a bit like Phantom of the Paradise. Yeah. And I did. It's the director said he was inspired by Phantom of yeah, the Paradise. Yeah, I definitely see that. Even like the way the mask is in the eye, because they make a big deal of the eye, don't they, in Phantom yeah. of the Paradise? Yeah. So I think I can see that. And there's a little bit of um, blowout, is it, as well? Mm. You know, with um, John Travolta. Mm. It was a little bit of that because the way she's editing the film and it's like, that's, oh, right, yeah, that's, of course, that's him because the scream of is Nancy Allen isn't it ends up in the film because yeah. she gets killed so it's like this person that he loved he'll never see again but she lives on in the film yeah so that's a bit like Anne isn't it with 
because she's on that scene as well actually where she's watching the film and even though Lois is dead but her name's on the screen so she's just watching like she'll always see yeah, it she'll, yeah it'll always be there. be there so yeah there's a lot of De Palma references and a lot of Jello references yeah so if, if you like stuff like that then you're gonna love it yeah and, it's, and there's a good there's a good humour to it as well I think yeah it's shot on film as well not digital yeah you can tell shot on 35mm yeah. and the porn was 16mm yeah, I say well a lot of a lot of directors go back to that now, aren't they? Yeah. It doesn't have the same richness of digital. Mm. And it was quite a rich looking film. Yeah. Mm. I'd I'd definitely say watch it. My first time watching it was yesterday, and I, I liked it, but I, I, I thought there was something lacking about it. I was a bit disappointed in certain parts of it, but but watching it a second time, those things were, were there. So I think yeah, I, I think I'd it's t- a film that bears repeated viewings. Yeah, I wouldn't say it was perfect. I say I think that there's a little bit in the middle where it drags, but I think yeah. that they're getting this jello in there a bit of extra yeah. in there yeah but it doesn't hurt the film that much no. I think and I think I think it's flaws cap- help capture the Jallo essence I, of well, it well that's it I think because yeah. that's a flaw that you would get in a Jallo anyway yeah. so totally it's just yeah. it's just doing what it does yeah yeah I'd completely watch it again in a half yeah. 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 I'd say it looks brilliant I'd say the soundtrack's brilliant good yeah. performances yeah and if I, I watch a film that has club scenes and I want to be in every single club <laughs> I want to be in the last lesbian cabaret and I want to be in the fucking Vogue Ball yeah. disco, and I want to be in the fucking S and M club. Yeah, minus the murder. Yeah, yeah. I kind of want to. Me. I want to be in the dark room upstairs from Ooh, the from room. the cinema. Yeah, with or without the torches. But I do. I, I think you're right about the torches, actually. But you know, you just find somewhere to shove it. So there you go. If you want something that um, pays homage to Jello and um, those films of the seventies and eighties really well, is sort of sexy funny daft but also has hidden depths mm. which I saw more on the second viewing um, so it's actually got quite a bit to say for itself actually um, then I would recommend that you watch this film I don't know when it's coming out in the UK um, is, but it, is it at the cinema release? No, no but it is at the Iris Film Festival this year so I think that usually means that they'll pick up as a, 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 a distributor yeah. I'm expecting Peccadillo pictures to put it <laughs> on, on, on Blu-ray I thought that was like Arrow that'd be right up there Arrow should be, should be taken on yeah totally um, but there you go and uh, fans of Vanessa Paradis rejoice she is um, actually a really good actress she is, she is. Good. she's a really good actress um, so there you have it I, if you want to feedback to us and let us know what you thought of the film and um, our review of the film, then you can get me on Twitter at Johnny Larkin. You can get Stephen Moore at HD99. You can get Jonathan Butler. Kazulu502. Uh, Where can we get Martin? Uh, if you must have a red light torch, I'll be in the booth selling them to you for three francs. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can drop that attitude first. <laughs> You'll be in the bar waiting for someone's dad now. Have <laughs> 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 Yeah.
就。